The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to New York Talk. We're back after a couple of weeks. It feels like a couple of weeks now. Um, stuff's happened. You know, finally, there's been some action in the summer for Rodney United. So, we're going to talk about the renewals, the signing, uh, the kit release, and everything like that. So, yeah, should be fun. Uh, Mick's back with us. How are you doing, Michael? Oh, good, mate. Thank you. Are you? Uh, very, very good. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Johnson's back with us. How are you doing, Kev? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks. Tired, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Danny, Danny, how's your Sunday been? Uh, it's all right. I've just had to rescue the washing from the rain, but other than that, it's been all right. No rain. rain. <laughs> <laughs> I can be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's start by talking about Friday, Kev. Um, the Legends Night was at New York Stadium. Yeah. Chris Wales, Lee Freckleton, Ben Pringle. <clears throat> a great, great night and. That sounds like it's going to end up raising a lot of money for the hospice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he's gone blank. <laughs> <laughs> you paused then. <laughs> um, yeah, no. It was, it was fantastic, mate. I, like, obviously, the first two I thought were brilliant, but mm. I thought the third one it exceeded that. And, and it, were, you know, it was thanks to everybody. Hmm. Um, you know, all the people who were there seemed to have a great time. Um, I think I, I think I can generally run another one in a few months and sell it out again because everyone was saying, "When's another one? When's another one?" Um, but obviously, we'll take his time with that one and do it again. But we'll try we'll try and go bigger and better. But I can't thank everybody enough who came. Obviously, the legends for for doing it, um, Brexit and Ronnie for helping. Obviously, Woody for coming and turning up. And I think he, he was the star of the show. To be fair, everyone wanted a piece of Woody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the money we raised, we, we're still counting. Um, but we, the last one we did, we raised eleven and a half grand. We've definitely eclipsed that. Um, I'm, I'm still hoping for the fifth, magic fifteen, but it's going to it's going to be close. We'll, we'll know in the next few days. Hmm. Brilliant. 
Unbelievable scenes. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Uh, Mick, mm. did you have a favourite moment of the night you enjoyed, particularly? Yeah, well, no, not without looking like a complete arsehole, no. Ben Pringle came up to me and said, hey, up, Mick, how's it going? That was my highlight at night. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's me, I'm, I'm done now. Danny, without swearing, is there anything anything your Friday night? My favourite bit has to be um, <clears throat> I showed my mum a picture of um, like the panel that was there on the night, and she said to me, oh, "Who's the good-looking bloke on the end?" And I went, "Oh, Martin McIntosh." And she went, "Oh, he's quite he's quite good-looking him." Uh, so, <laughs> So I put a question in saying um, to Martin, are you single and can home have your phone number? But unfortunately, he wasn't. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like a Rob Sturton <laughs> shout out for Martin McIntosh as well. I enjoyed mm. that. Mm. that I thought you were going to pick out Rob Sturton or Kev. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kept off stage. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say yeah. is that Rob absolutely butchered it and it made it out that I fancied Martin McIntosh, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> I also enjoyed um, the question someone asked Rob State to sing Who to Who to Be Who to Be Amila, which he did, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. 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 very good. It was very good staying on, to be fair. I noticed a lot of stick from Rodham fans recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It was really yeah, good at that. it was. Um, yeah, so look forward to the next one. Whatever that may be. Mm. Absolutely. No pressure. I'm already making plans. Well, I've already, I've already got plans. Me, me and Brex were talking on Friday, and we have got, we've got some ideas. Um, I love it at New York Stadium. It's great. It's perfect venue, but it's only 350 people, and yeah. you know we, we'd love to go bigger and better. But it may moving. The, the next step up's Magna, which you know it's not associated with the club, so it kind of takes it away. But I, I think. I think we'll probably do it at the club again. Um, like I say, big, bigger and better. And let's try and keep raising as much money as we can because it's fantastic. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, I think that's the first episode since we did the Midnight Walk as well. I think a lot of them, I don't know how much money we've raised for the Midnight Walk as well, but that was good fun by everybody that went. As, went mm. out that was good. Um, hard work at times, but good fun. And obviously the cricket game on Thursday, again, raised, loads, raised a good amount of money for the hospice as well. So it's, it's been a good week for the hospice. Yeah. The hospice very, very good. The world and everybody has been involved in all those things and yeah. all the things that will come up in the next few months as well. Um, we've got a few people in the comments saying hello. Uh, Powell Mads, Damien Dunkel, Kim Haywood, Luca Wild Goose, Ryan S, Steve Gundy. I'll not go through all because we'll be here all night for that. Thank you. Oh, good I forgot my trophy. Yeah. Hang on. Danny's got a trophy. Our hospice trophy. I forgot to put it up. Oh, on. right. The hospice trophy. Yeah. Danny's also a football game of the hospice in. A week's two weeks time. We'll talk about. It. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'll we'll cover it later, Danny. Um, while we wait for Danny, Noel Jones with us, Jalen Simpson, Holly's with us, John Rill says, "Evening, lads," and the bloke in the Millwall shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, that's going to be get with program, man. Yeah. There we go. Um, whilst we might as well cover this now, whilst on the topic of Friday, Lee McMahon performed and was obviously brilliant again, as he is. <laughs> He did a version, he's done an updated version of Millerman, which I, which I think a lot of people, well, everybody that's been able to see Twitter this weekend um, <laughs> will have seen Lee McMahon's version of <clears throat> Millerman. Mick, thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I'm a massive fan of anything Lee does. 
<laughs> massive fan. Uh, it's not my favourite song, I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people love it. It's and it's obviously a matter of personal choice, but um, but yeah, he's he, he's done he's done an updated version of it, which is better for me than the original because it's updated and it, it feels a little bit more modern. Um, so we've got. Uh, I've been seeing this afternoon to watch him down at uh, the Roadhouse at, at Stag, and he was absolutely outstanding. Um, and he gave us a little bonus track at the end of uh, end of his session this afternoon, and he, he, he did the Miller Men one, which I've videoed, and we'll play that out tonight. Uh, we'll play out with that tonight. Um, I don't think. I mean, I was hoping I was going to get a call from Jules Holland to photograph some of his, um, to film some of his uh, his stuff <laughs> on there. But I don't think that's going to happen. So if you do stay and watch it all, if you've had a beer. My advice is you're probably going to end up feeling sick after it, but uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll play out with that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he was Lee was great the other night at the Legends yeah, Night, well as always. Um, so so yeah, so and we'll plug his album later as well, Providence. So. Yeah, we will. In, in terms of Millerman, though, uh, Danny, I I like it. I like the original. I like, I like the updated version. I would definitely like like the club to do something about it. I think you could have that. But the players walking out to that and the entire scene. We 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 went to obviously Sweden and watched the Hammerby game in the summer. And one of the best bits about the game was as the players were sing, came out, the entire stadium was singing their song that they have. And it just made it it wasn't just a clapping, you know, as as the players came out. It just added something a lot, I felt. And I feel like the club could do something with that as the players in the tunnel, you know, a minute before they come out, you start playing the song, the entire stadium's singing it. And as the players come out, you continue singing. I feel like it could really add to the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, I think so as well. And for me, anyway, it sort of felt like it got lost for a little bit. Mm. You know, like, like you see the, the older games, especially the um, the one on YouTube that's against Plymouth in 1981, and that's that's properly being belted out. Um, but certainly from when I started going to New York Stadium, it, it's always been quiet with Miller Men until... It sort of weirdly got rediscovered, um, mm. and then it's gone up and up. And I mean, we've had it on the away day coach a couple of times, as well as dropped me off in Rotherham. And it's like now that Lee's tweaked it a little bit, and it's more current, shall we say, with it including the lyrics of um, at New York. I th- I think it could be a great walkout thing. Like I know the whole thing is you know like um, really loud and drum and bass sort of music to get everyone geared up for it but there's no that gets players geared up other than that club's own independent song 10,000 make... fans singing it or yeah ex- exactly um, so for me I'd be all for it with the, the players walking out to it or mm. certainly playing it before kickoff at some mm. point mm. Kev thoughts you, you agree or do you think it's not right yeah, no, I agree with Danny. Um, I, I think I think kickoff. You know, when the, at the point where they play New York, New York. I think maybe they switched it over there. I, I'm not sure how much you'd get in, but it needs to be played at some point. Um, I forgot. Big. I mean, Mick's been seen today. Mac, I, I couldn't make it because I was playing golf. But it is is brilliant. The stuff he does for you know, it's all free of charge. He actually came. People don't know this. He actually came back from Cornwall a day early. He left his family to come back a day early just to play on Friday night, which were, which were unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, I drop me off. I love Millen, I love the rendition of Millerman, the new one, but I don't like. I, I prefer the old version of Drop Me Off in Rotherham. Maybe it's because it's got swearing. I don't know, but <laughs> I prefer that one. But it's but he's brilliant. Yeah, you know, he does. Yeah, yeah, but he, he does so much, and I can't thank him enough. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear Millerman played either 
before they come out, during the come out, or when they kick off. They're brilliant. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this afternoon, both John Breckin and Sam Todd were, uh, were at the Roadhouse. So, who ah. knows? There may be some ongoing negotiations. I don't know. Uh, I spoke to Lee afterwards and he didn't mention it, but obviously, he wouldn't do, would he? <laughs> Maybe not. Hopefully so. I think. Hopefully. I think. I think there may be one one slight problem getting it though. Well, especially if he came. I know someone said about doing it live. I may be wrong, but I think. I think Macker actually works for Sheffield United, so <laughs> match days is probably busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we'll see. Hope, hopefully, something gets to off. We'll have to wait and mm. see. Uh, Neil is asked, will we be able to download it at the moment? No, it's just you just joint live a couple of times. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with it. Um, John Morales says, totally agree. Something about a team singing their song at the start. It's it's Andrews there belting out the KRO as the players walk out. It makes a huge difference, yeah. If it wasn't for those pesky Sheffield United fans, we'd still have Greece and Chip Butter. Right, let's move on to the, the signings of the week. Uh, Mick, let's start with Lee Peltier. Um, they all, signed, all, all of them signed one-year contracts, but there's four players signed this week. All defenders. Lee Peltier is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very solid player. He's not. There's no thrills. There's no spills. He is just Lee Peltier, and I think it's a, it's a very shrewd re-signing. It absolutely is. Absolutely is one of the, the one of the most the, the, the most crucial parts of the the team that you need the experiences that is at the back there. Um, and and, and Pelts has got it in absolute buckets, hasn't he? Um, and as you, as you rightly point out, he's, he is a, a solid championship defender. Um, so long as we can continue to employ him at right back rather than in the middle, um, you know, then that, that's obviously going to be better for us. But uh, yeah, a, 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 a top signing for us. You know, he's, he's, he's just experienced and solid. Um, hopefully, Peter Kioso will get his his chance this season. So, um, you know, it, there's, there's a decent interchange between those two in uh, in terms of youth and experience. But, uh, yeah, good signing for me, definitely. Mm. And it's well then, Kev, that he can, he's a right-back. I think he's a right-back by trade, but he can do a job at centre-half in a, in a four or in a three. He could probably mm. left-back. You know, if we were properly desperate, he could probably chuck him at left-back. So he's just so versatile. He's not just this position and the experience in there as well it's just it, it just suits the squad really I think yeah I, th- I think that's key thing is experience because um, obviously we've, we've lost Woody now who brought that to, to the table so having someone like Pelts in uh, just, just brings that extra bit of experience and just some, some a calm head who can like you know if we're losing or struggling or something you're changing you can, can relate from the manager to the, to the team and just calm them down and get get their head back in game, but it, it's not just his experience. It brings quality for me. I, I think he's great. He settled in pretty much straight away. It was solid throughout the season. Um, so I, I personally will please as punch when they announced that he was coming back for another year. Mm. Yeah, I mean when he played at right back, Danny, I think up until the Reading game, did he get injured or something like that? There was a spell where he played ten or so games at right back, and he was he was our best right back last season. You know, where's where that had his ups and downs, but he was our best right back all season for thirty seven year old guy. He he doesn't seem to be dropping off his performance, which you maybe expect at that age. He's still solid. Yeah, I think he does get caught out with pace at times, um, but yeah. in that stage of career where you know that that happens, you know. But in terms of defensive attributes, he's very solid. He can slot in on the right side of the. Uh, the two in the middle, or like you say, at right back as well. And 
he's just quite calm there. I think Wes had a tendency to panic in certain situations. Uh, and then when you played Pelts and Wes in the same team, they sort of got in each other's way a little bit. Um, but yeah, Pelts is solid. Um, he was signed by the previous manager, if I remember correctly. Um, but he sort of bought into what Rotherham's about and signed on for another year, which is fantastic. Um, and I think experience in this division will potentially be a defining factor for the season ahead. And it's also showing Taylor's vision a little bit where you get, you know, the older, more experienced guys tied down for this season. Um, and then you stock it up with your younger players, maybe that's your loans or, um, you know, your more hungry sort of players. And then that sort of fills out your squad a little bit. Certainly the wider players look like they're going to be loans, in my opinion, but the four that we've signed, including Peltier, can all do a job at centre-back. Peltier slightly wider on the right-hand side, and they all know the division, which, even though, like we said, they're, they're a bit um, injury-prone, shall we say, but if you've got four of them, hopefully there's not an instance where all four are injured and we're again. proper up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, again. We'll blame the training pitch for that one. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm quite happy with Pelts re-signing. It shows um, commitments both from Matt Taylor and from them, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, it puts to bed the rumours of the bust-up as well, doesn't it, I think? Uh, Matt Taylor and Pelts <laughs> mm. at Christmas. Probably. Yeah. Um, Holly says so, so, solid Peltier, Nicholas Skidmore. Nothing exciting with Pelts, to be honest, but he was solid and shows experience. Uh so Power Med UK says the best thing about all these signings is that they are familiar with each other, which only makes the defence stronger and more organised. Agreed. Uh, one Rover, Rovers Vloggers with us. Thank you. Uh, evening lads, all the best for the championship. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. One Rovers Vlogs. Um, that moves on to the second signing, Mick. And this Sean Morrison signed, they've re-signed. It's difficult this one because Sean Morrison's an, a brilliant championship defender. There's no ifs or buts about it. He is a brilliant player. Um, he is only with us because he has been injured. That's the only reason he's at Rotherham United. Mm. So if you can keep Sean Morrison fit, my God, you've got some defender there. I mean, it's ridiculous, that, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous if you can keep him fit. And that's and that's the big if, isn't it? You know? Um, it, it's, it, that's the massive if. It, yeah. But if we do, it, 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 like you say, he's absolute quality. Um, hugely experienced, a leader, um, and and just yeah, just a quality championship footballer. And he was never going to go back to Cardiff, was he? So uh, that weren't going to happen. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to go to Cardiff by the looks of it this season. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's 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 another very very good signing. It's it's key, you know that that back four, back five is massive for us this mm. season. You've got Victor uh, in goal, and then the likes of Morrison, Hall, Cam Humphreys, Peltier. Cohen Bramall in front of him, it's it's shaping up to be a, a pretty solid back back line there, and uh, with him in the middle, with Morrison in the middle and leading, it's a, it's, it's it's a great start for me. Mm. Yeah, for me, Kev, I think Morrison would just on his leadership skills. He, he fills the Woody role for me. He, he he just he just fits into that. He'll, he'll attack everything in the box. He's an extremely solid defender. Probably not at the same pace that Woody had as well. Um, he's just a bit of a Woody 2.0 and I think, again, it's, it's just what you need especially with Woody leaving I think he, he just slots in Yeah, yeah, definitely and like Mick just said, it's if they can keep him fit I mean, I'd love, I'd wrap him in cotton all this pre-season I, I won't be 
and whether he can play every game or not, I don't know. But if he, like Mark Mick, again, what he said, if, if we can keep him fit, we have got an absolute quality championship defender um, who can, like Pelts, lead from the back and, and you know lead all the youngsters. And I personally, I think since we were commenting about uh, Rathbone being captain, I'd, I'd probably make Morrison captain. I'd, uh, sorry, I'd, I'd probably make him captain. Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, Scott Kent, it would be a big question. Would you keep Rathbone as captain mm. or make Morrison captain? Mm. Uh, I would. As a born leader. Um, captain is a big question, uh, Danny, because Ben Wiles was vice-captain. Um, but is Ben Wiles captain material? Especially when you've got Sean Morrison, you've got Lee Peltier, Grant Hall. You've got the those three are leaders. and it, it, Does it matter, <laughs> Danny? Does it matter? <laughs> um, it's, it's almost like we've got leaders in... Every third of the pitch now, True. you know, you've you've got Morrison um, and Peltier to be fair um, at the back. Then you've got Rathbone in midfield, um, potentially Wales, you know, as, as vice captain as well in that area. And then you've got Hugo up top. Um, but I think that's good. It's good to have people who know our who know what leadership is in each third of the pitch. Because then you can keep that third regimented whilst also working as a cohesive unit. Whether or not they can put it into a game plan, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see um, because we've not kicked a ball um, mm. in any sort of pre-season fixture yet. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, just going to Sean Morrison, I think the name Sean Morrison is a bit of a coup. I mean, it was a bit of a coup when we got him in January. Um, it's just a shame that he only managed two games before getting injured. Again, we'll blame the, the training pitch for that. <laughs> um, but if Morrison can stay fit, that's a fantastic, fantastic thing. It, for me, anyway, if he stays fit, it might be a bit dangerous just having him on a year contract. We'll have to see how we get between August and January, whether or not we might bump it up a year, depending mm. on if he stayed fit, you know. Mm. Um, but it's like it's like a younger version of Woody. You know, we all love Woody, but unfortunately, we've traded him for a younger model, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way. Um, we'll talk about Black Tyler Blackett in a minute because, again, again, he's signed. But Palmer comes in with one of the things that has been mentioned on Twitter. The only downside is that the all one year contract next season could be dangerous. Mm. That's one way of looking at it, Mick. And I, I, I do agree, I do understand that that is a valid way of looking at it. But Sean Morrison's had a horrendous time with injury. Why would you offer him a two or three year contract? Grant Hall's had a horrendous year with injuries. Why would you offer him a two-year contract? Pelty is 37. Why would you offer him a contract till he's 39? Um, and Tyler Blackett has, has he's been well, he's, he, again, injured. So for me, I think that's really smart business. You're saying, right, perform. You perform for us and we stay up. There'll probably be another year's contract in there. If you perform and we go down, you move on to somewhere else. I, I personally, for those type of players, I think the one-year contract's the right move. I mean, you've you've asked the question and you've answered it, haven't you? Really, realistically, no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but you have, you know. Why, why would you go any longer on 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 those players for the the, the very reasons you've outlined there? You know, uh, the, the 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 lads have, have suffered injuries, Hall and Morrison. They've, they've got to be in a position again, given their ages as well, to prove that they are going to be a, a longer term uh, asset to the club. You know, there's no point signing Sean Morrison on a three-year deal and, and then he pulls his hamstring and he's out or, or whatever, just his cruise shirt and he's out for a season. It's, it's you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's it's daft. So I think I think they've done absolutely the right thing with each one. And, and then the players have, have taken that on board, haven't they, clearly, because they've signed, mm. you know? 
Um, and and we can start. We'll, I'm sure this this, uh, this management team and, and the recruitment team, once this transfer window is shut, they'll already be planning for January and for next year. You know, no matter what. So um, yeah, I think it's right. I think that's. Um, I think it's a. a they are good deals, and they're good deals for the, for the reasons you outlined there for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, John Simpson says the one-year contract means they need to perform as well to get new contract with us or elsewhere. Uh, John Rell says, I'd say if we stay up, then the following season, you probably want to replace some of those uh, in the following 12 months anyway. And again, Kev, so not only is it, is it good from, a, from an injury point of view, you're also saying, right, if we if we go down, we're not tied into mm. these people three years because we're in League One. Or if we stay think, up, it allows us to move forward as well. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, maybe playing devil's advocate a bit here, I don't know, but Matt Taylor and Tony Stewart know that this is a huge year and mm. and even, even, even tougher than last year. Um, just looking at the teams that have come down and how much they've invested, the teams that have come up and how much, well, apart from them blue and white things down the road, well, we don't know what's happening yet, but the other two, Ipswich and um, Plymouth, is it? Who else came mm. up? Yeah, Ipswich and Plymouth. Yeah. They, but they're both, they're, they're going to sign, I think Ipswich paid £4 million for play every day. Mm. So we can dream of doing so I think I think Taylor and I, th- I think Taylor knows that this is a, a massive season and you know the odds are against us again. So I think they're being very clever. One year deals, you know, for f- if we do go down, which touch whatever we don't, if they do go down, we're not tied into these long contracts and, and big because they, they, they'll be earning big money. These guys, I know they're not they're not mugs from League Two. They're good players. So yeah, I think it's clever. We're, we're win win for everybody. If you know if the, if the performer do up again of a deal, if 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 the performer was still go down. We let them go and we rebuild. Mm, yeah. And you all need to look as far as Tom Eves, Danny, to look at somebody who maybe shouldn't have been signed. And this is not a dig at the time. He, he was a player that obviously Paul Wan wanted and the, and the recruit wanted. But we're stuck with him for at least two more years if somebody doesn't yeah. come in and get him. And that, I think maybe it's a bit of a learning learning curve as well. Because what were he, 30, 31 when we signed him as well? So it, mm. it, it, maybe it's a learning thing as well. Yeah. I mean, when he did sign, um, We've been told by a few people at Hull that, you know, a bit hit and miss. But that's why I was a bit surprised that it was a three-year contract. It's like, oh, yeah. three-year contract for someone who's 30 and a little bit out of form. Mm. Um, but I do think he was signed as a compliment to Michael Smith, but then we lost Michael Smith. Mm. You know, that, that, in, that interchangeable um, big man up top role that Smithy was going to play, but then didn't play for us. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Eves maybe not being in Taylor's plans, you know, maybe getting loaned out somewhere, um, or he might have an unreal pre season and get in the squad. We don't know, we'll have to see how he performs and gets on. Mainly against um, Middlesbrough and Sheffield United, if he's still here at that point, um, you know, because that's the sort of level we should be competitive to say the least against, um. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see what happens with Tom Eves. You know, signed under the, the previous regime, didn't really get a look in on Taylor at that time. Like, will he shoot, suit Taylor's style? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Troop says, he promised 20 goals, didn't score one, only got one assist. Yeah, I do feel sorry for Tom Eves. It's not his fault, um, yeah. but it is what it is. Uh, the third re-signing of the se- of the week, Mick, was Tyler Blackett. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, signed on a one-year contract. Gives you that flexibility. A bit like a bit like Pelty, but a left-footed Pelty, I suppose. Maybe maybe not maybe maybe not as solid, 
or I'm being a bit harsh on Blackett there. He looks, we haven't seen much of him, but he strikes me as the kind of guy who has got a mistake in him. It's centre half. They all have. You know, that's just that's that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? I know John won't appreciate this, but I mean, for me, he's been excellent. He's been absolutely excellent. Uh, he looks like he's a quality player. Uh, yeah, he's got a mistake, but they all have. They all have. Every centre half has. You know, and I don't think he's got any more than anybody else, uh, possibly less than Grant Hall uh, has got. Because yeah. Grant Hall, as we've as, as we've seen a few times, you know, he he can have an off day. Um, so no, it's a good signing for me. I'm I'm really happy with that. Really happy with it. I like him. I like him a lot. He's strong and confident, and he likes to play out from the back, and 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 he'll push up as well. You know, so you know, I've, I think it's an, another very, very good signing for that uh, back line. Yeah, John Morell says my hearing must have went went went. I must have missed what you said, mate. <laughs> um, Think yourself lucky. He's not with you, John. He's with us. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah. Put it that way. Uh, Nicholas Skimmel says Blackett is more of a technical player, like Cam, a good on the ball. Yeah, I think that's I think that's also really important. Kev Cam on for his excellent mm. on the ball. Tyler Blackett looks good on the ball. Sean Morrison less so. Um, mm. healthier, less so. You've, you've got a good mix of options for different types of plans and different types of opponents. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's got. I mean, Taylor clearly believes sorting out defense is um, key, which you know is right. I suppose get get that right, and the rest should, should follow. But I like Blackie. I think he's great. And he, um, Nicholas is right. He's very technical. Reminds me a bit of um, Semi Ajayi before when he moved back mm. into that. Mm. Kind of CDM role or dropping back before. He's very good, very good going forward, and we saw some glimpses of him. And I think get pre-season under his belt and playing the way Taylor wants to play. I think we we could have some big things for him. Yeah, he could be a regular solid player again. Mm. Yeah, and also Danny, we we're, we're a little bit light on the left hand side, but Cohen Bramwell, obviously the elder gone and very very likely to come back. He can more than fill in at left back as well, so you got that flexibility of filling in roles if if and when needed. Yeah, it's good to have uh, versatility with your defenders and how they can stack up with different roles. You know, we never really put Joe Matic at being a left-sided centre-back, but he did a job when he was here. Um, and yeah, Blackett would be good at cover if we played a more uh, flatter back four um, rather than uh, an, an attacking, you know, um, more attacking wide players at the back anyway. Um, but yeah, with Blackie, I was surprised at how young he was. I, I, th- I thought he'd be over 30, but he's 29. That's quite, yeah, that, that's interesting to me. I thought he was older. Um, like with not, with not playing for a bit and being out of favour, like someone of, of his age, which is like, you know, within that bubble of the prime of a career, um, for him to not really get a look in and then sign for us and be fairly solid in the games that he played until he got a bit injured. Again, we'll blame the training pitch. Um, <laughs> I, I think it could be a quality addition. But again, if he stays fit, it'll be fantastic because then it could possibly give Humphreys a rest at times and like to save him for all the games as well as Blackett, you know, starting, starting out right. It could also be very good cover for Humphreys if, say, we've got a few games in a week or over the busy Christmas or Easter period, just to name a couple, a couple spells. But yeah, I'm really happy with um, with the back line so far. We've still got one more player to mention as well. Um, you know, we've got Humphreys, which I think is basically a certified starter, really. Um, and then on the one side of him, you've got a few to pick from. You know, Morrison, Peltier, um, the one we'll mention in a minute. And then you've got Blackett, who's more of your left-sided player. Mm-hmm. I, I know Taylor had to switch up his back line and... A lot of people have the reservations about 
swapping and changing a back line. You know, you're meant to have like more of your cohesive back line to string your results together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you've got that amount of cover and you can just keep bringing a peg out and putting another one in, and the job just being done as equally well, it's a fantastic um, thing to have at a football club. That it's always better to have more options rather than well, we just have to play him. Which it got yeah. to at, the, at midway through exactly. Taylor's spell last season, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, John Morell says, the only positive I'll say about Blackett is he always gives you 100%. He says, I feel dirty now. I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the final signing of the week, which is the first permanent signing, I suppose, Mick. It wasn't ours. He is now ours. Grant Hall, the worst kept secret in Rotherham's <sighs> possible history. Good old yeah. Callum Priest. <laughs> Putting a picture of Grant Hall on Instagram three or four days before he signed. Yeah. It was also a cricket game as well. Um, he's a solid head. He, he again fills the Woody role. He's mm-hmm. obviously right footed, but um, at times last season, he looked class. He looked a class above. He had his moments. I accept he had his moments. But yeah. He also has that versatility. He, is, he can play centre of a back three, he can play right of a back three. He, he, he adds, well, he's just a great thing. I think it's a great signing. It is a great signing. It is, and, and I, I have obviously, as, as you remember, I was critical of him sometimes mm-hmm. last season because he, he does have... The, the the thing with Grant Hall for me is that his mistakes are not don't tend to be um, just the odd one. It tends to be a really bad game, you know, rather like than... Yeah, um, but nowhere near as often as Icky. So, um, but on his day, he is absolutely quality. On his day, he's as good as anybody else. In mm. the, that we've got in that back line. Um, so, another really, really good signing. Really, really good signing. Um, no complaints whatsoever with any of them. Mm. Uh, yeah. Holly says Grant Hall is so good when he's not injured. And I think that's that's, that's, that's the thing, Kev. He was injured a lot last season. But yeah. he still made an impact. So, to be injured mm. for such a long time as a lone player, still for us all to realise how good he was, shows there is mm. definitely a player in there to keep him fit. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, we, I mean, we said again, it could be a like for like or, or upgrade or whatever you want to call it for Richard Wood. I mean, maybe it would have been that good when he three to replace him. I don't know. That's just my <laughs> opinion. But <laughs> but no, it is another absolute solid centre back can can play in that black back three, back four, um, and injuries are key again. If we can keep him fit, um, like the other two or three, we're in for we're in for a solid. And I mean, Taylor's gonna have to make some tough decisions because he can't play them all. Um, yeah. And obviously, we are we are gonna we are gonna pick up some injuries along the way, but keeping them guys guys fit as long as possible, and because we've got a tough start, as, as Rob stated, and I'll confirm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need them all firing. No, Kev. <laughs> yeah. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. 
They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Power Mad says, the only thing that could be better if we cloned Cam Humphreys, which is true, which is very, which is true. Danny, those those four signings this week, three, three, three re-signings, one, one permanent signing, they just, it sounds really boring, but you sort your defence out, you sort back door out. If, if that's, if the back door's not flapping, you'll, you'll be fine. You, oh. If you don't concede too many goals, you will be fine in this league, Danny. Yeah, it will. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> he said it. He said it, not me. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to. Uh, 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 composure. Uh, I need a beer, but I don't have one. <laughs> um, an apple tango will have to do. But yeah, anyway, <clears throat> uh, what you're trying to say, Matt, is yeah, when you sort your defence out, then you can really focus on your attack. Um, because you know we've got one of the best goalkeepers in the division with Victor, um, but he still needs a solid back four in front of him um, to effectively be an effective goalkeeper, you know, and keep clean sheets. Because according to the EFL, you're not the best goalkeeper um, unless you've got the most clean sheets, which is like a joint effort between you and the defence. But anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, so sort the defence out quickly, get your experience in, and then if any. Um, you know, younger, decent centre-halves pop up in the loan market, you can still go for them. But if you miss out, it's not quite as big of a thing because, you know, you've got the division experience and then Cameron Humphreys as well. Um, as a very as a very strong back line, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you've got Humphreys, Blackett, Hall, Morrison, Peltier, plus Bramall if you play him at left-back rather than the more attacking intent, Ferguson as well. Um, the right side, a little bit light, but you know we'll deal with that when the time comes. Um, it's still very, very effective. And like you say, we've sorted the back door out, and now we can focus on the front door and um, <clears throat> and sort the attack out. Now, because when you sort the attack out, you're away. It's all well and good scoring goals, but if you've, you concede goals as well, that's where you're in trouble. Yeah, this has got far too smutty for me. I'm sorry, I, I might be 58, but I am just so childish. This is just so, so smutty. Let's get back onto football. Come on, boys. Let's talk about the two up top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We've got silly on it. Uh, Mick, bring us back to topic. Shelley says, would you revert three at the back, or as he thought, the times look better at four at the back towards the end of the season? I'll say... I don't really care. Change game in, game out. Depends who you're playing. If you've got a lightning front three, you might want to match him up and go three. If you've got one big man up top and you want two men on him, you go two, you go four at back. If, if for me, it's horses for courses. I have no idea is the answer to that question. You know, we don't know what the personnel is going to be. We don't know what Matt Taylor's plans are going to be once his personnel through the door. It's far too early to be having that kind of discussion, frankly. Um, we've got, We've certainly got the staff in already to play either a four or five at the back or four or three at the back, whichever way you want to look at it. So I, I think it's far too early for me anyway to uh, to be having that discussion. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to a bit of other news. Uh, Kev Chio was confirmed as leaving. It feels like a long time ago now, Chio. It was yeah. um, thankfully, he didn't go down the road. He went to the Premier League, uh, to the best league in the world. Uh, it was great for us. And it's one of those moves you can't, you just sort of, uh, yeah, Good luck in the Premier League. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I don't, I haven't seen one bad comment from anybody uh, about him leaving. And like you say, it's quite, I'm glad. I, I don't think we're ever going to go there. I think the men, my, my made a few inquiries beginning, but it isn't. You know, he would have never done that. He deserves bigger. I personally thought we were going to go Southampton. I thought the delay was waiting for. Um, can't remember the guy. Guy left Swansea to go there. I thought he were after him. Yeah, I thought he were after him. But Luton's a great move for him. Because um, let's be right. Is he, a, is he a Premier League player? I think he deserves a chance, but time will tell. But if or slash when Luton get relegated, he's a brilliant championship winger. So, yeah, win-win. Great signing for him as well. Good luck to the lad. 100%. Danny, anything to add on, or to add on that? I think Kev's nailed it, to be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> Other than Luton have absolutely got a steal on a free with Chio. Yeah, um, I do think he will do a job in the Premier League. Uh, he might not be as as a regular starter as he was with us moving up to the uh, moving up a division but it's what he deserves mm. you know he, he's put that shift in he was a solid performer with us it got him into the Ireland squad yet again another player going up on international duty whilst with Rotherham you're welcome everybody we, we are we are the team that makes players internationals <laughs> you know um, but no I, I'm, I'm happy for Gio very happy he didn't go down the road um, well up the road Whichever one it is, across, across, across the city, shall we say? He didn't go across the city. Um, he went further south to Luton, and I'm happy for him. The only thing I'm disappointed about is that he's gone to a stadium that's smaller than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Achievement, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think we're just we're not going to talk about Luton very often. I think it could suit them because they're going to be back foot in a lot of games next season, and with Chio's pace and his ability to move the mm-hmm. ball at the pitch. That could be a massive asset for them. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Without a doubt. And you've got to bear in mind that one of the reasons Chio was less effective this last season than uh, than he has been is because he's had three players on him as soon as he got the ball. That is not going to happen in the Premier League. Um, they're not going to treat him with that amount of respect, which that might, um, that might prove to be a bit of a mistake because he has got the pace and he can mm. hurt teams, as he's proved internationally, when he's not been given the same amount of attention. Um, so it, it may well benefit him. Uh, I hope it does for him and for Luton. Um, mm. it, would be, uh, it would be great. It would be great to see him banging a few uh, Premier League goals in um, or getting some Premier League assists. He deserves it. You know, he's worked really, really hard. He's a quality player. He's a lovely lad. A- everything about him you know he's 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 got what he deserves, and like I said, yeah. fingers crossed he'll um, he'll be able to do at least something in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He'll might surprise a few. Yeah, it's the first. I mean, there'll be a few other Robin players that go into Premier League careers, <laughs> probably not with us, mm-hmm. um, but I can think of a few in the current squad who will who will will make it at a higher grade at some point in their careers. So, good luck to him. Um, Shelley says on sort of on this topic, Kev, you can't make players sign contracts, but can't help but think. That there's another one that's gotten away. We should be cashing in on Chio. Suppose he wouldn't be Rotherham United, though. Yeah, but then we sell him in January for a million quid or whatever it might be, and we might have gone down because the margins were, were still quite fine, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. And I mean, Shelley's right. It would be nice. It would be nice to actually one day make some decent money. Um, but you can't make it. I mean, we signed him from Shamrock Rovers. Did we for fifty grand or something? Um, uh, and, and I know he were, you know, he won, he won not a lot of money. So uh, maybe, maybe you know, in hindsight, we probably should have got him to offer it. But it's, it's not daft. His agent ain't daft. Um, 
a new a new buy, not not discussing new contract or not taking new contract, he could walk away free at the end of the season and you know get a good sign. I dare say he's got a good sign on bonus from Luton. Um, but Shelley's right. I go back to it. It would be nice to make some money. I think apart from Will Volks and Alan Lee, um, can't remember any much money. Made any money? No. Danny Ward made a, made, made, made a million, didn't we? Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah. But it's few, it's few and far between, isn't it? And by that sort as well. We're going to buy a million for Gabby. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. A couple of questions here, Danny. Troops, travels, Roman run, flows up front, lads. Then who? Holly says, who we got up front? <laughs> I'll, I'll look at, at the moment, Danny. We haven't, we've got Jordan Hugo and Georgia Kelly, but it's it's only the 2nd of July. It's still early days, very early days. Mm, it's um, a bit thin at the minute, but we've only just ticked over into July, so it's like we've got a month or so um, before the start of the season, so there's still time, but factoring out the players who we think might be moving on, um, which is even Washington due to various things that are flying about on the internet, um, we've got Hugel, Kelly... Um, and KO's, um, yeah. and may- maybe booking if he somehow breaks out. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting that we're giving KO a, a pre season to basically see how he does, which I think is quite smart from Matt Taylor because you know he's not really had a look at him yet because he was sent out alone by Paul Warren, um, <clears throat> and then got injured. Um, so I hope Taylor does have a really good look at him and then decides what's next for him. Um, so yeah, it's like we say, we've sorted out the back line. I think it's this is the question that I want to pitch to you guys as well. I know what my answer is, but what would you try and sort out first? Your wider players to get us up the pitch, or your players that are going to effectively pop your goals in? Which one would you try and target next? We're so thin out wide, we've got nobody. So for me, you've got strikers. If Hugo's fit, Hugo plays 46 games because that's the type of player he is, but we've got nobody on either wing really. I don't know. Mick, yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I'd, sorry, mate. I'd, 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 yeah, I think I'd look at building from from the wings up. Hugo's going to start into let's let's be like, like you know, like Marsh just said, he, if if he's fit, he's playing. Simple as that. Um, what I would like from from Hugo, um, well, obviously, apart from somebody backing him up and someone playing inside of him. Is, is winning the ball more. Um, my only criticism of him last year, I said it a few times, for for a big lad, for you know, for a big strong number ten or whatever number he wore, it didn't it didn't win the heads enough for me. It seemed it seemed it seemed to want to win a free kick more than the header, which for a bit bit frustrating. Um, but I think given the right service, uh, you know, Chio's gone. We just talked about him, and let, let's be right, his service weren't brilliant. It were all right. He had some. He had flashes of magic, and you know. Some of them went all over the place, but I think given the right service, you will get goals. But I, I agree with Danny. I'd be building from the wings and see what we've got, and then then get someone, maybe a fox in a box, like little Billy Sharp. But <laughs> yeah, Mick, I, I don't think it's as simple as that, is it? You know, it's not like right, no. we've done defence now. Let's do midfield. <laughs> let's now let's do wings. You know, who's <laughs> available and when, isn't it? Mm. Uh, they will know who they want or the type of player they want for each position that, that we've got vacancies, if you like, you know. So it's just a question of, of who they can get in and when. Um, I, I, I completely trust this team to get in the right people. I, I absolutely do, whether it be permanents or loans. I am not concerned at the moment 
if they don't announce anybody for the next three weeks, I don't care. You know, it, it's not about us. It's about what Matt Taylor, Rob Scott, and the team at down at uh, Roundwood or New York, where uh, uh, what they're doing. If they're content and they're happy, jobs are good. And how and when they're announced to us is 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 almost irrelevant, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's as simple as. Right, we'll move on to midfield now, you know. Um, it might be we can get a striker in two midfielders, a winger or, or whatever, in that order. You know, it doesn't matter, does it? Um, so long as come beginning of August, we've got um, we've got what we need. Mm. Well, in, in fact, to be fair, yeah. come the end of August, we've got end what we August, need, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Jordan says Foster and Sharp could possibly come in the next two weeks. Let's wait and see what happens with Jordan. Uh, Maybe make this sort of bring us on to the mini meltdown from everybody during the week when Archie Collins went to Peterborough. Um, according to Twitter, according to some people on Twitter, Archie Collins was a done deal, he was in the building, he signed, we were waiting for his contract to expire. As it turns out, there may well have been interest, there probably was interest. No, Matt Taylor, there probably was some sort of interest. Um, Peterborough paid Darren McAnthony described it as a, high, as a, as a significant six figure sum. <laughs> Which says to me it's not just hundred k. From from what I've seen, it were about eight hundred k that he paid. Yeah, like, again, Which, flying about. We ain't gonna pay that money for a mix. So I don't know. I just want. I'm, I'm trying to get a rant out of you, to be honest. I, well, I just you try you try and put yourself in in, in Rob Scott's position. He's sat in his office, sat there looking through social media, and he sees that we're interested in Archie Collins, and he looks through his book and thinks, no, "Oh wait, not spoke to him." <laughs> And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, it's, it's worst person in the world, and we're worst club in the world because we haven't mm-hmm. managed to get Peter on a player that we were never interested in. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, 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 honestly, it's a it's a different world. This, mm. you know, it's like we, we create a rumor and then complain that club and dealt with rumor the way we bought the player that we create a rumor from. It's just nonsense, isn't it? It's uh, one of the upsides to Elon Musk's new condensing of Twitter, <laughs> less transfer room. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I did have a word with him and asked him if he could ban a few people. <laughs> obviously come up with this. He said, it's good enough idea for me. Like, I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He's not coming to us. We're not going to pay you that kind of money. Um, the thing so, is, yeah. though, it wasn't even a transfer fee. It was purely compensation to Exeter. Exactly. Because huh? he was um, so under 24, Were we ever actually interested? There was we'll probably... Bearing, Matt Taylor played with him and he is a very good player. So that there probably was something. How yeah, far it, we will never know. It was probably on the list at some point. Whether or not he was on the final list, we'll probably never know. Because that will be tucked up in a drawer somewhere and we won't see it for 50 years. When, when a player like that's available, he's going to be on the list, isn't it? When, yeah. when he's available... So why mm. throw your teddy out at cop when he doesn't sign? Because it's Rotherham United fans make, that's why. <laughs> I can't, I can't get it around it. I need it explaining to me. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. I also Kev, I also like the Billy Sharp rumour, which everybody got upset about as well. Apparently, again, <laughs> Billy Sharp was in the door and he'd signed and apparently it's fell through. And again, it might have been interested. We, we just don't know. <sighs> we don't know. And I think I think that's the beauty of this. I mean... I, I was a big fan of the ex, ex-manager, I'll not, not mention his name, and his backroom staff. But we did tend to get a lot of information come out of the dressing room. Matt Taylor and his, Matt Taylor and his gang are totally different. Nobody knows. Um, p- people ask me on Twitter all the time, send me a message, any news of doing this? I'm like, I ain't got a clue. Like like the, um, the Arch Collins one. 
I think I put on surely would she would have more to offer than Peter if we're interested in but were we? I dare say we were, like you said. I'm sure we were interested. I'm sure they made an inquiry, but and maybe it would have been nice if, if the conversation were a decent amount. Thinking of the future, you know, getting on a three year deal, one for the future, spe- speculate, you know, speculate to accumulate kind of thing. But we're never going to spend that kind of money. And the same with, same with Billy Sharp. You know, I'm sure we've talked to him. I'm sure they've, they've offered him a contract. Maybe he wants two years, maybe he wants one year. But who actually knows? And who actually knows if he can do a job? So personally, I think he could do a job. Um, he certainly couldn't play every game, every minute of every game. He, he could come on for 20, half an hour at the end. But mm. he'd get goals. But who knows? Only one per. well, two people know, probably Matt Taylor, Rob Scott. Exactly. Correct. Um, Red says, I suppose I can't be that good if it's signed for Peterborough. You said, I look at some of the players they've then sold. Yeah. Yeah. Their, model is, their model is sign players, sell players, stay in League One. Mm-hmm. So Dabble in the championship if you can. Dabble, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's basically all the transfer <laughs> stuff. Before we move on, Danny, is there any other transfer nonsense that's worth mentioning? I don't think there is really, is there? Uh, um, there's that no. lad who's called Christ from. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where's he from anyway? Slovan Liberec or something. Liber- Liberec. Uh, yeah, it's a team that's got a lot of vowels in it, isn't it? Um, nailed, nailed on with signing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really have to play on a vehicle Christ as well. But yeah, so so there's that one, and then there's um, this. I mean, even though Billy Sharp's told the star that. You know, he, he um, he's going to give it a bit to decide on where he's going. It's still floating about. Mm. You know, like I say, it got it got turned down, and then suddenly, um, oh, he wanted to, like I say, Kev maybe wanted two year, maybe wanted a year under coaching role to you know get his foot in the door in coaching, or maybe he's doing a Woody where he wants to carry on playing until he knows that it's time to do coaching. And it might be a rolling thing. Mm. We just we just don't know. Mm. Um. I'm having a look at my board now. Do you remember when Lewis Wing was linked to us? That was fun. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, no, I don't think so. There's Lyle Taylor, Ryan Manning. He's been linked with the Premier League, apparently. Um, Daniel I- Ayala. That's another one. Oh, that, yeah. was fun. that would have done deal about a month ago, not wasn't it? Yeah. Um, just then, trying to create some Twitter fun for this week. Is that what this? this they, basically, yeah. I mean, we were linked to Ayala. Trying to create some, some content for next Sunday's episode. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right. So we got here. And then um, there's potential of Kyoso going out the door as well. But again, I don't think that's got much legs because it's based on him not having a good season with us. But, you know, when you've got Wes and Pelletier, would you get in unless one of them's very badly injured? And then you've got Chios likely in front of it as well. I think this could be Kyoso's breakout if he stays because he could fill in where Wes left, mm-hmm. really. Possibly. We'll wait and see. Um We'll, we'll get we'll back next Sunday. We've got at least a part of the game to talk about, plus anything else that happens. We've not talked about a goalkeeper. We've got no backup for Victor. We've got <laughs> this was also another Twitter meltdown, which I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> Jamal Blackman's gonna sign for us. Oh my god. Oh, we're never interested <laughs> in that. We're what, what, what are we all get upset for? Uh, I, just, you know, I mean me Jamal Blackman was with with him in Exeter, but oh again, make take us away with the Twitter meltdown. <laughs> we do need a goalkeeper though. We mm. do need a goalkeeper, mm. yeah. Make anything to add on Jamal Blackman and our second goalkeeper situation. I'm just I am gonna think of another goalkeeper that we used to have that weren't very good and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out on Twitter this week. Scott Shearer. It were uh, he, Keller Roots. Like, Keller Roots is mm. coming back. Yeah, well. yeah. You know, Should we get um 
Should we get David Stockdale on loan from York? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all had to think about that then, didn't you? Yeah. Paddy <laughs> Kenny's probably still sold out half a job, yeah, yeah. You're going to have his field. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. No point talking about it. We were going to talk about drama, but there's no point. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk about the second kit that was released. Nick, I know you don't care on that one today. I'll come to you on this one. Uh, second kit, um, thoughts, fan, dislike, love? Um, I like it, to be fair. Mm. It's it's nice and clean, uh, if I'm being honest. I like, I like the collar for the home shirt, but I think it would have looked worse on the away shirt. Mm. So I like quite like they've gone for the um, uh, for the rounder neck. Um, but no, I like it. It looks nice. They made the correct decision with Cameron Humphrey's modelling it, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it. It's nice. It, it, it's just a solid shirt. And, um, you know, when we're away at places like, um, just thinking off the top of my head, like Stoke, for example, mm-hmm. where we really can't wear the home kit, um, it'll look it'll look great. You know, that, that all black kit with the nice badge mm-hmm. that's... Um, that's not a black. It's not a complete blackout kit, but it's mm. like the next step up where it's like quite a darker grey um, on with it, and the badge is like a silvery sort of grey. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really nice. Um, but the good thing is that they've n- now announced that the hospice will be across all three kits, mm-hmm. which is going to be fantastic. But it also means we can play in red at Hillsborough, and what happens when we play in red at Hillsborough? We win. Excellent. We win. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Uh, Kev, I, I assume you're a big fan as well. Massive fan, mate. Love it. I, I, I don't know about it. I mean, first of all, the hospice thing, you guys set the trend of that with these, with these shirts. <laughs> you guys did that. Um, but yeah, I love it. Do uh, we want compensation or anything? Well, but... no. <laughs> Looks good, though. Well, no, the, the black, I, I, I don't generally buy kits, um, but I will definitely be going out and buying this one. I, I love it. So just not buy it. Mm. It's just. Um, I'm not one of these fans who wears kits on holiday, um, but I, I would wear that away. I think it's smart, smart looking. Um, yeah, love it. Massive fan. The the only thing is, it's more of a colder weather holiday shirt with it being black. Like I can't really picture going mm. to Spain in 35 degree and wearing a black shirt. You you would be in trouble, especially that. these white arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, there we go. Uh, anything else that we need to mention? Now, do you want to quickly mention the game next Saturday first? Absolutely. So on the 15th of this month at Flash Lane in Bramley, we're doing um, the Kimmy Park uh, charity match for Rotham Hospice. Uh, raffle tickets are on sale now. So if you want to head over to the page on Twitter or Facebook and just ask to buy raffle tickets, they're a pound a strip. If you want to get involved, we've got some good prizes. We've got a signed shirt. The, the Community Sports Trust have very kindly given us a signed ball from John Brecken um, and potentially a signed boxing glove as well. And there are a couple of things we're sorting out, plus a load of more local prizes, you know, like bowling passes, gym passes, um, various things that you can win. Uh, but yeah, come on down. We're going to be competing for this cup that's at the side of me that has got Ben Pringle's boot in it for some reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be competing for Reds against Greens. The squads are all sorted and finalised. Um, yeah, just come on down and enjoy yourselves. We don't take it too seriously. Um, so we won't be having like World Cup style tackles, unfortunately. 
Um, but no, it's going to be a fantastic game. I've um, <clears throat> watched and competed against a few of the lads in training already. And the sub, it's two very decent teams this year. The goalkeepers are absolutely unreal, by the way. So it might go to the penalty, so you might get your money's worth. But, but yeah, tell them we need number two at club. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a shame one at keepers a Wednesday fan, but anyway. Um, but yeah, just come on down, enjoy yourselves. I believe kickoffs at one o'clock and doors open at 12. Uh, so yeah, come on, get down, enjoy yourself. There'll be lots of things to do, lots of stalls and stuff. Grace and Andy are coming down, so there'll be a bit of art you can buy as well. Um, and there may be a former pe- a player appearance as well, but that is still in the works at the minute. Ooh, tease, tease. Mm. Uh, John Morrells wants to know if we can all have a quick laugh at Barnsley's kit. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a shocker. That's a shocker. Oh, yeah, oh it's it's up there as one of the worst kits, English kits I've ever seen. I can't, I can't yeah. think of a worse. I spe- you know what? Sometimes you go away in third kits, they go a bit mad and try something a bit different. It's just the one they've got to wear all the time. I just don't. You know. it's I hilarious. mean, <clears throat> to me, it looks like a kit that New England Revolution would wear yeah. in um, <clears throat> in the MLS. Like, yeah. I know they've got an American mobile company as a sponsor. But they must have had an input on that, you know. Red, yeah. red we, we white stars. Excuse me. It, it, no, actually, no. I'll, I'll change my answer. It looks like something a jockey would wear at Royal Ascot. But you need his white hat and and what and whatever trousers are called, and you're away. But it's the central yeah. pageant sponsor. It's just oh, if, if yeah. they had them on the sides, it'd look better. But it's just mm. that it's central. Yeah. It's just oh, keep our badge away from being centralised. Especially in the current <laughs> format, just now. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Ian Bradley says he went to Barnsley Workshop yesterday. It's worse than being first in real person. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Um, yeah, uh, if you if you're going to park gate on Friday, me and Danny, mm-hmm. you be there, Danny? Yep. Kevin, you gonna be there as well? I can't make him out. I'm actually going to watch James at Halifax Peace Gardens. So, oh wow, mm. oh that's a good, that yeah. good night. Yeah. Um, if you're there, me and Danny will be there. Uh, come and say hello. There'll be a game playing in good spirit, unlike some other sporting events, which we will not mention at the moment. Um, so let's move on. on that. Do you want to talk about cricket, Matt? Don't want to talk about cricket. Sure. Within, it's within the rules. It's just unsportsmanlike. No, wrong. I mean, I've got a bit of Rotherham United news if you want. 15 <laughs> friendly against Elshire. What? What? Elshire. What are you Can't talking remember? about? Hmm? Rotherham United, you know, yeah. you know the Rotherham United podcast, the team that we do a podcast about. Yeah, friendly away in Spain. Where do you got this from? Their website, Elche's website. Wow. I haven't got it from their website. Clearly, I don't do research. Oh, yeah. Are they are they still in the um, top division in Spain or? I don't know whether uh, league or, or not. Can't remember. Yeah, then, mm. yeah. It's come from our Estonian friend Hancock. Uh, didn't didn't, didn't Quinia play for them? Yes, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did, didn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's he? So, yeah. Mm. Well, I've got a bit of friendly news as well. Apparently, according to this club's Twitter, we've got a friendly against Golka United on the 18th of July. Does, 
<laughs> that, came from, that came from Golki United's um, Twitter that apparently they're playing us on eight on the um, not, on the eighteen. Not quite as glamorous as Elche, but well, no. <laughs> I think that might be more of a reserve game. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of us have heard of Elche. I don't know. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good to be able to watch the players. I would, and... I would show you, but I've reached my Twitter limit for today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good um, yeah, I think that's interesting. We're, we're breaking news on friendlies. That's quite interesting. Mm. Oh, there you go. There you go. Formula League uh, team. Happy days. Happy days. Anything else? Final call. Anything else we need to mention before we crack? We don't know over an hour, surprisingly, for July. Oh. Mm. Cool. Right, we're going to play us out with the version of Millerman. If you want, what I will say is, if you want to hear Millerman play it out, just tweet the club. Just, just spam them uh, with loads of tweets yeah. so that you want Liam McMahon's version of yeah, Millerman play out in New York Stadium. Um, Mick's going to play the buttons for us. And we'll play out. <laughs> if you haven't done already, please subscribe on YouTube. We will be back next Sunday. We'll talk about what happens at the Park Gate game and maybe a signing or two which may come in the next week or so. Or if there isn't any, we'll talk about the fact there haven't been any. Um, Danny. Pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much, mate. I'll see you Friday. I'm see you on Friday. Always a pleasure. Kev, thank you very much. Thank you for Friday. And I hope you enjoy next Friday as well. Cheers, Matt. I will do. And Mick, I won't see you Friday because you're going away, but it's been a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And uh, anybody that's still listening, get yourselves onto Apple, Spotify, wherever, and uh, search for LPMC and uh, download Providence. It's a cracking album. Getting followed on Twitter as well. Absolutely. <laughs> see all his new stuff on there. Uh, and yeah, thank you everybody. Up the Millers, and here is Millerman. Well, just let me just apologise again about the camera work. My apologies. <laughs> Let's see. We got our own stories from
done that lead to battle. Well, we we've seen heroes come and go, but we the fans of a heart and soul. So Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.